0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us on the line now to discuss everything energy and uh, yeah, power wise, energy analyst Roger Lilly. Roger, good afternoon. Once again, thank you for joining us.
1: Good afternoon, Michael. Thank you for inviting me to your show again.
0: Well, great to have you on board once again, Roger, as uh, President Sol Ramaphosa has just made a bold claim that South Africa's energy crisis will be resolved by 2024. Let's start the conversation. What's your take on that? Yes, indeed, right. Okay, so there's your take. Can we end the conversation there and then? Okay, and just continue looping your laughter? Just a suggestion?
1: Okay. Okay. Look, I think um, what we've got to understand is Mm. that uh, power outages are more than just load shedding. Mm. Yes. And part of the problem is it's a financial situation. It's not capable of buying the diesel that it needs to keep the the generators running and uh, the coal fleet is a problem. So it's it's not it's not a quick fix. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that the you know what information the president's been given but I, I think that's uh, a very a very uh, tall tall order, frankly. But we but let's consider it quickly if we can. Yes. Firstly why, why do we have load shedding? We have load shedding because the equipment is failing. And why is the equipment failing? Because it has not been maintained properly. Why has it not been maintained properly? Because money has been misused, and in many cases, money that is owing Eskom has not found its way to Eskom. Mm-hmm. So Eskimo have a situation where the income is, is lower than it should be, and the outgoings are uh, uh, higher than they should be. And any accountant will tell you that's a recipe for disaster second problem, I think, is that illegal power connections um, are also causing major problems with equipment failure, um, because equipment is overloaded or damaged in some way when people tamper with it in order to try and steal uh, power by Mm -hmm. making illegal connections. Mm -hmm. So that's another one of the problems. However, in the midst of all of that, we are seeing some relief, uh, Eskom announced today that uh, daytime load shedding will be suspended for the moment. But we've noticed um, that this, this usually happens kind of in the beginning of the week, and then by the weekend, then it's not the case anymore. So it is a problem.
0: Barring, there, barring of course, if I can come in there, barring any brick summits, of course. <laughs> I can.
1: Yeah, I, right. as, as you say, um, I, I remember in 2010, uh, then President. Jacob Zuma insisted that there'd be no low shedding during the the World Cup, the world, the football World Cup, mm-hmm. the FIFA World Cup, and there wasn't during that month and a half. Um, so they found the power somewhere. Right. And perhaps they can do the same for the BRICS summit. Mm. It's only a week long. But still, um, we, we do have, we, you know, that, I mean, I, I applaud the, the president's, uh, desire but I, i'm i'm really questioning whether it's something that he can actually fulfill in- and unfortunately uh, there's also the worry that this is nothing more than just you know talking it up to to try and demonstrate that the governing party is capable of of putting things right so that they will remain in power after the next election so right yeah,
0: Roger, there's that saying, there's that proverbial saying, you know, flogging a dead horse also. Now, you mentioned earlier on that, you know, they were getting the the diesel supplies for the power stations. Aren't they themselves uh, obsolete and antiquated to an extent where we need to be looking, well, we we should have by now at least have upgraded for want of a better description or better, well, outlook?
1: Yeah. So... Um, you're right. A lot of the equipment is in that, is in that category uh, that needs to be upgraded, replaced, or, or, or seriously overhauled. Um, so so that, is, that is valid. It's interesting to, to note uh, that on, on, in the media that uh, our, our Minister of Energy, Mr. Mantosha, made, made a statement that um, he is now supporting uh, renewable energy to a greater effect as long as it doesn't uh, sort of suddenly cause a, a great big problem with the coal mine because of all the unemployment that this could cause. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is interesting because not that long ago, he was basically decrying renewable energy as a, a, a sort of a flash in the pan and it wasn't really the ideal solution for South Africa and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that seems, to be, that seems to have changed, that attitude. But, mm, mm. Okay, be that as it may. Can we be out of load shedding that quickly? Well, let's hope that load shedding will continue to decrease in the number of, of stages and the number of hours per week. But I think that we will have some form of load shedding for some time yet. Is, is my sure, personal take.
0: Sure. On. Sure. Roger, just going touching onto that question of, of renewable energy. Um, mm-hmm. do, do we see now at this point in time at this particular juncture? Um, given how uh, much attention is now focused on renewable energy and how much effort is being put into creating renewable energy, how much of this now is filtering through and contributing to the national grid or the national uh, power supply, one could say?
1: Okay, so Mm. we currently have about 6,000 megawatts of renewable energy connected to the grid. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, that 6,000 megawatts is never, if or very rarely, all available all at once. Right. Um, because you know, where the wind isn't isn't that consistent and the sun shines and then hides down right. the clouds. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so on. So yeah, so so, so we have the capacity to generate six thousand megawatts of power from renewable energy. Mm-hmm. In reality it's very difficult to tell you exactly at any point in time how much we're getting. Mm. Probably fifty percent of that at any one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um and, of course, at, at night it's even lower because we don't get any solar contribution, although we do tend to get a little bit more wind right. uh, at
0: night. Right. So, Roger, okay, at this point, sorry, we don't have much time left. Just very quickly, um, based on what you've just outlined uh, from the time you began laughing until now, if we sum up um, everything that we've analyzed and we've, everything we've looked at, have you, as an energy analyst, have you... You mentioned now that you don't know who's advising the president on who, what and whatever. Have, have you been in discussions with any government officials to at least present your, your outlook or anyone else's outlook regarding this as to how we can alleviate the situation and contribute to perhaps uh, getting the crisis over by 2024? I'm just putting
1: it out there. Yeah. So, um, it, it in industry in general, the, the electrical industry mm-hmm. are in touch with governments on a regular basis. Right. Um, there is a body um, that that, that uh, advises both the Minister of Electricity, Mr. Romakova, as well as the President himself. Right. Um, they, these two gentlemen are indeed taking this very seriously. Okay. Um, uh, you know, they really understand the problem. It's taken a while, I think, for the penny to drop this, how serious the situation is. But nonetheless, I do believe they are taking it seriously and they are being advised by industry. Um, as I say, my, my greater concern is that sometimes things are said and maybe misunderstood by politicians who then turn it into something a little bit greater than it really is. Right, so right. I'm a bit concerned in that regard.
0: Roger, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much once again for joining us. Always great to have you on board and chatting to you about all things energy-wise. Roger Lilly, energy analyst, will the energy crisis be over in 2024, says the president. Roger Lilly, our energy analyst, believes that, uh, well, there's uh, quite a bit that still needs to be done to accomplish anything as remotely near as that.